Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant, to shot. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. And he's going to go. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys NBA podcast. We're coming at you with the first podcast of the, well, basketball started and it's the, the first podcast of the actual 2021 season. So uh, I'm joined with uh, my mate Callum. How you doing, man? Yeah, pretty good, man. Um, doing well. Fantasy's off. My team's doing well. Um, and yeah. then on top of that, uh, we've had a couple of weeks of basketball. So about each team's played about five, you know, five six, seven games. Um, so yep. there's a few things to talk about. Um, I know we've got basketball later this year, but you know what? I've, there's a silver lining. I've, I've enjoyed the basketball starting at this time of the year because we've had a bit of time off uh, on holidays here in Australia. Um, and I've been able to just sit down, soak in a lot of, lot of NBA ball, whereas I normally would be at work, you know, when these first few weeks kick off. So I've actually had a lot of time to, to watch a lot of games so far. So much to my girlfriend's um, dismay, but <laughs> been soaking it in. How about you, man? Um, yeah, likewise, man. Like, I've spent a lot of time watching some basketball, so it's a good way to spend the holidays. Yeah. If I didn't have anything to do, I'd just sit down and you can watch basketball for, like, four hours pretty easily. Um, oh, yeah, longer. Too, obviously, it's all played kind of during lunchtime. So, you know, from yep. 10 a.m. to, you know, 3 p.m., um, you can just be watching NBA basketball. Yep. Yeah, you're flicking games on the league pass, just <laughs> streaming through. Uh, so lots, lots of stuff to, to go through. Uh, we're going to be talking both uh, NBA, just regular sort of stuff. Um, we've got some hot takes coming your way, some sort of bigger surprises coming um, in the early season. And then we're going to also talk fantasy. We're talking buy low, sell high, um, some late round sort of winners and losers, and also just some players that we're concerned about is is all on the agenda today. So we're just going to start off with our general takeaways and basically just we're not talking fantasy just yet, just NBA in general. But the biggest surprises um, so far in this early season, I'll throw it over to you first, Cal. Um, it could be a player, it could be a team, or whatever. What's been the biggest surprise to you so far this NBA well, season? Firstly, I'm going to go with a team. Um, yeah, back in them. I kind of had them sliding into the playoffs initially in my predictions. But the Indiana Pacers, man, they look like a legitimate threat. Um, I I think they could contend, especially in the East. The East is always a bit open. Always is. And this team is looking good. You got everyone's taking a step up. You got Sabonis bowling. Um, You had Brogdon that went down with a bit of an injury last season. He's looking great. Oladipo is actually performing Mm. right now. Um, Yeah. They've started with a five and two record. Um, yep. If I ask you a question right now, who's averaging the most points for them? Who do you reckon it would be? Um, I think oh, it's is it Sabonis or Brogdon? Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Brogdon. I think he's you know, scoring Brogdon, a lot. It is Malcolm Brogdon. Um, yeah. But that being said, uh, both Brogdon, Oladipo, and Sabonis—they're all averaging over 20 points a game. Which yeah. Is, um, they're crushing it. Crazy yeah. man! Like they are deep. Um, so, yeah, look, shout out to them. I've, I've watched them a few times now. They had a big kind of um, buzzer beater by Brogdon against, I believe it was Brooklyn uh, a couple of nights ago. So, yeah. They're, they're, look, they're looking like a threat, man. They're, they're looking good. I reckon they're, they're, I'm not going to be surprised at all. They finished on kind of top four seed. 
and um, they, could make, they could make a bit of a slash, um, especially Top the four. way some teams are playing um, in the East out there. So. Yeah, okay. Look, I, I'm surprised by them as well. Obviously, we did our predictions, and I know you had them in the playoffs. I actually had them out of the playoffs as my ninth seed, but I wasn't confident. I think you actually talked me into it by the end of that pod. <laughs> but my other team that I was I was flip-flopping was, was the Atlanta Hawks, and they've actually looked really good in spurts as well. They've had a couple of big wins as well. So, um, look, it's seven games into the season for them. Yes, they're five and two. Um, you know, the Orlando Magic are also five and two. So, <laughs> It sort of makes me go, oh, well, it's, we'll see how we go. Look, they are playing really well, though. And um, even with their bubble MVP, uh, TJ Warren sort of out for a little bit as well. Yeah, um, I'm glad you brought that up. I actually, I actually would like to see TJ Warren get traded. I feel like he's got some trade value after the big bubble MVP hype. Um, I, I feel like you don't need another scorer. You've got, you've already got three players putting up 20 points. Yeah. Trade him off, get a nice role player, and it could make this team even better. Um, so anyway you never know yeah just a classic sort of 3 and D guy that fits in or maybe a couple of those sort of players to roll through a bit bit deeper um, could potentially happen obviously he's injured right now um, yeah stress fracture so that he could he could be out for a, for a little while so I don't know I, I can kind of see them coming back to the pack I definitely think I have them in the playoffs now um, I'm not quite as sold on the, the top four <laughs> I think that's a bit getting a bit ahead of ourselves, but they have looked good. And Sabonis to me has just looked, he's their best player to me. He's looked amazing. Um, and fantasy wise, he's killing it. And I'm still mad that you took him in front of me. He's <laughs> <laughs> a great fit for my team. And then I got broke yeah. too. I'm, I'm team pace. Oh, so. you do? Okay. So it makes, makes sense while you're pumping them up. Uh, look, I'm going to go the opposite end of the spectrum and a team that surprised me in a bad way um, the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors and their collapse, basically, they um they've got some some work to do. They're basically they're tied or nearly tied last in the East at the moment, one and five. They've had a few close losses. Um, they've been suspending Pascal Siakam for disciplinary reasons. You know, mispractice or no, he walked off early after being fouled out. Um, just their center rotation's a bit of a mess and. Yeah, it's just it's all all a bit strange going over there in Toronto. So that's that surprised me. I thought they would pick up sort of where they left off. They were obviously a well coached team, so I didn't think drama was going to be the the storyline for Toronto this early in the season. Um, yeah, and and I had them as like a top four. I feel like most people yeah. did, and, and a lot of respect goes out to Nick Nurse. I think he can turn it around, but from what I've seen, I'm starting to think that um yeah those bigs that they're missing in Ibaka and Marcus Sol. They're just like veterans. They're, they're one of those guys who yep. may not be a huge box score people, but they, they affect winning. And the big lineup they have now with Toronto, it's not, it's definitely not on the same level. And, and look, Kyle Lowry yep. is only a year older. Um, I, I feel like Nick Nurse, he's still going to take him to the playoffs, but I feel like this team has now dropped to a lower seed. I, I feel like they could maybe be like the 6-7. Yeah. Um, we, we definitely... In, in our over-under podcast, we talked about them obviously overperforming last year and we, we predicted them to regress, but both you and I still had them in like that sort of five, six sort of range in terms of seeding in the East. Um, and I think that was the consensus. So uh, big surprise. A lot of people are throwing some some shade Pascal Siakam's way and, and he's he's not really playing, playing the best. Um, as a fantasy owner, I'm hoping that he picks it up, but and I'm confident he does. Like I think, I think it's you know, like we said, it's only six game sample size. I know it's a five and one, so a one and five start. Um, but 
they, they, they've got some some things. They've got time, you know. I know it's a shortened season, but it's only really ten games shorter, so they do have some time to, to sort of work it out. Um, and 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 I believe that we'll still make it into the playoffs. Maybe like a, a seven eight seed now, um, sort of fighting it out with Indiana and Atlanta, and potentially another team that we may talk about soon. Uh, what's another surprise you've got early in the season? Um, so I've got a couple players. I've got um, yep. the emergence of Sexland. Who's on board? Oh, Are you on board? I, yeah. I, I'm pretty surprised by this. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I was very surprised. Oh, dude, 25 points a game. Um, he yeah, I mean, we know he, he can score. Oh, the man can score. Like, he hasn't scored yeah. under 20 points yet um, this season. And from what I saw from Darius Garland, I thought he was a complete bust. I thought he, absolutely, he was mm. absolutely trash. He put up 12 points a game, shooting like 40% from the field. Terrible numbers. He looked slow. Um he did up, put up about four assists. So that was the only kind of bright spark you could say. But he, he's yeah. turned it on. He's looking good. Um, obviously, this backcourt is in no way um, a defensive backcourt. But th- these guys can ball. And I'm a big fan of Colin Sexton. Um, it's one of those things. Now I'm actually... you, you got Andre Drummond in the center who's been putting up big numbers, by the way. Um, he always yeah. does. But it, it's one of those things where, you know, maybe I'm feeling a bit inclined to watch some, um, some sex slams and Cavaliers um, on NBA. Uh, that's the thing like they're actually fun to watch like I've actually found myself like tuning into Cavs games which I don't think I've done for (laughs) years Um, but yeah Darius Garland's been the biggest surprise I I mean I know I know Sexton I keep saying Sexton now but Sexton (laughs) can can score he put up over 20 points last year Uh, but Darius Garland to me looked crap like you said he was a bit of a bust Uh, I know it's harsh to say that after one year but I I didn't really see the potential but he's looking like a much better playmaker out there Um, he sort of um, handling the ball really well, um, shooting efficiently uh, and and I think that you know they've got some fun athletic guys that can run the wings on that team now as well Larry Nance is playing really well, playing good defense um, they had their, their, their rookie sort of wing guy Okoro go down with an injury I believe uh, Isaac Okoro but I think he's, he's, he's back now um, he was playing he- yeah he was playing heavy minutes to start off with and, and like, so he was a key part of that rotation. So even though he's been out for the past sort of five games, they've still been able to to be competitive and actually win some games. Like if the season stopped right now, they'd be in the playoffs, which is crazy. Um, you know, tied with the Morky Bucks in terms of roster, uh, record, sorry. So, <laughs> yeah, look, uh, I, I don't expect it to keep going. Look, that, that defensive backcourt is always going to be a problem. Um and there's always a bit of a shock factor to start the year. Like other teams are just as surprised as you and me, like basically. Um, but they are fun to watch and, and a bit more promise than what I thought they had uh, 12 months ago. Yeah, 100%. I'm tuning in. So there's a bit of excitement there. So good work, Cavs. On your Cavs. Um, I'll, I'll throw this basically a bit of a homer pick, but uh, my player, biggest surprise this year, is uh, my boy, 8 Mile, Peyton Pritchard. He... <laughs> I love this dude. Have you watched any Celtics games, man? Um, this guy is sick. I, I've been watching the highlights. I've been watching the highlights. Yeah. Um, look, I love the nickname. Uh, I'll give it Yeah, that. 8 Mile. <laughs> Jason Tatum gave it to him. I think, I think it's going to stick. Yeah, I think it will stick as well. He, look, he's a good player. He's smart, good IQ, pretty crafty with the ball. Um, yeah. He, I believe he's a rookie, isn't he? 
He's a rookie. He was taken pick 26 or 27th in the draft. I hated the pick at the time. I thought, like, why are we picking this? Like, he looks like 5'11". Like, he's, he's short. He's short arms. Like, I'm like, there's no potential here. But he's just stepped in and just looks like... He's been in the league for like three or four years already and just looks poised, um, plays efficient, plays smart, um, hits big shots. Like he put up like 23 points last game, eight assists with Marcus Smart and Jeff Teague both not playing. Um, so Peyton Pritchard, like I was I was really down on the pick when the Celtics picked it. I thought they were players with higher upside, but they've won me over in just uh, like five or six games. So shout out to my boy Peyton. He's um, and I love the steals of the draft right now, um, hands down. Yeah, so, well, right yeah. now. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how things go when other players start to get a bit more time under them belt. But in terms of like immediate impact, yeah, he's looking like a really, really good pick, uh, which is, I guess is what the, the Celtics were looking for at sort of the end of the first round, um, and and definitely helpful with Kemba out. So, um, and I picked him up in Dynasty, so I'm pretty happy about that. We'll see how that all goes. <laughs> Always good to have a Celtic. Um, I do want to throw out just some other um, sort of surprises in terms of results a few few sort of um, uh, games that stood out to me Celtics losing to Detroit and nearly losing to Detroit uh, twice really concerned me Uh, I think we just sort of chilled out because the next game we sort of beat the Raptors pretty convincingly Uh, the Clippers losing by 51 points to the Dallas Mavericks being down 77 to 27 at halftime that was something that I literally looked at that score and didn't believe it I thought my app was broken yeah I think it was a record wasn't it it was yeah Uh, NBA record never been done before Um, the Atlanta uh, Hawks beating Brooklyn um, and then going on to lose the Knicks, lose to the Knicks and Cavs. That was really weird. Um, and then Milwaukee destroying the Heat, uh, winning by 47 points and shooting a record number of three pointers. Um, and Giannis only actually scored nine points that game. And like I said, they beat the Heat by 47 points. So those yeah, are some key games that have. Um, which did any of those games sort of stand out to you, man? Um, the one that stood out was that Brooklyn um, Hawks game because that was just an absolute. Yeah. Shooting fest. I think it was 145, yeah. 143. Big, big like score. Yeah. yeah. A lot of points were scored. And, and that's what you expect from both those teams. I think that's why Atlanta will be difficult to verse because they'll just put up points every night um, with the amount of. That's so deep. So many pieces you can throw on the court. And same mm. with Brooklyn. Like we, we spoke about them before. Um, when they yeah. click, that Brooklyn team can beat any other team um, very easily. So. Yeah, and I think KD and Kyrie were both playing that game. So it's not like they were even shorthanded, which we know that they have been for some of these games. Um, they were a full full strength squad. I think I'm not sure if had Spencer Dinwiddie got his was he injured by then? I can't quite remember when his injury was, but um, yeah, but then of course they backed it up by losing to the Cavs and Knicks. Um, which I guess is just the sign of a young team, but but still quite disappointing if that's, you know, you, you want that team to make in the playoffs, so you've got to beat those teams that you should beat. Um, and shout out to the Knicks, who are actually winning basketball. Um, so, I mean, it's taking Julius Randle and, and uh, RJ Barrett to play 40 minutes to do it, but they're, they're winning basketball. So, good still, on them. I, what's the, the box score? Like, I think it was yesterday, and it, it was like, yeah. Oh, it's gross. Two, 44 minutes, eight players deep. He yeah. didn't even play Alec Burke. He didn't play Obi Toppin a minute. It was just like... I think Alec Burks and I think Toppin and Burks I think Toppin and Burks are injured Um, I know Burks is injured he's he's been on my roster it's been frustrating it's like an ankle sprain or something minor but he's been out for many games and Toppin's done something else I think as well so we'll give him a pass there but um, 
yeah, it is it is ugly it's the rotation and I, it really is. Oh, classic tips. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll see how that goes uh, deeper into the season. All right, let's move on. We're going to go into I'm calling this the way too early takeaways um, or hot takes, if you will, um, for the season based on what you've seen so far. Um, give me an early takeaway from the season, Cal. All right. Um, I might contradict myself a little bit, but hot take. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yep. The Toronto Raptors won't even make the playoffs this season. Oh, here we go. Not good enough. Not good enough. Nick Nurse is the man. I'll give him that. He could scrape him in there, but that's I reckon that's the only hoping praise they have right now. See Arkham, everyone knows what he's doing. He's just going to do the spin move. He's super predictable. Um, it's, just, yep. it's just not the same team. Kyle Lowry's one year older. Um, yeah, Lee, nah. He's a good player, but... He's not really good enough to carry a team to the playoffs. Yeah, how how good is he really to be the best player on your team? So exactly. Yeah, so look, it's, will it's, they make the playoffs? Maybe not. Well, look, the East. There's some teams playing well that we didn't expect. Like we said, Orlando, the Cleveland Cavs, the Knicks are up there. You know, Atlanta are better. Um, there's some teams that are that are better. You know, Hornets are better. So. It, it could actually start to become a question. Look, I still believe they will, um, to be clear. But it is something that if I'm a Raptors fan, I am nervous. And it's not good science because if you scrape into that like 7th, 8th seed, chances are you're just going to get bounced out of the first round in, in sort of five or six games at most. Um, so, yeah, look, I'd be, I'd be very nervous if I was um, in the Raptors. And they don't turn things around soon. I think you could see some changes coming, whether it's like adjusting the starting lineup or potentially even a... They're not going to fire Nick Nurse, but I don't know, an assistant coach change, or I don't know what they could do, but they'll, they'll do something. Uh, my prediction is that um, Aaron Baines is going to move to the bench. I think he's I think he's too old. I think he's sort of past it at this point. He's he's not the kind of player that should be playing starters minutes in the NBA. Um, and I think that someone like Boucher might move into that starting lineup just to give them a bit more energy from the get-go. Um, is that really a so, starting caliber center there? Like not really, no, no, not in a playoff team. He, look, he he'll put up good stats, but in terms of like his affecting winning, probably not your best player to be anchoring your defense really. Um, so we'll see. Maybe they even play a bit more small ball with you know Pascal at the five and OG at the four, moving Powell in. I don't know, but I, I still think the long stretches that that may get sort of exposed. Um, yeah, that probably would be their best five, um, as in terms of players. Um, so yeah. it, it, it could be a good idea. I'm sure Nick Nurse will give it a try. Um, but yeah, I, I really think that front court is just really short-handed, and it's not maybe an early it, it trade may be enough to get him into playoffs. Maybe an early trade for for some size on that that um, front court there would would be yeah, something. I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like who would you trade like Powell or something like that to get to get a starting caliber big man? Yeah, you could do a Norm Powell. Um, you could even I mean Boucher's got heaps of, heaps of value right now. You reckon? <laughs> he, Fantasy value. Does he affect winning there? Like that's the thing. He, he's yeah. obviously there's potential there, but yeah, we'll see. All right, I'm going to go in a similar sort of disappointing route in my takeaway, and I think that the Washington Wizards should trade Russell Westbrook again <laughs> as soon as he can. I know they technically can't trade him until a certain period of time, but look, the one game that they won this year uh, was the game that he didn't play. Look, they won Am I correct in saying? Uh, oh, they, they, they won a second game. They did start zero and five, so they didn't start yes. well. Um, no, but their, their two oh, yeah, wins they... were, were pretty reasonable wins. I think they beat um, Brooklyn. I think in one game. I must. Uh, I must have missed one. So it was okay. Yeah, Brooklyn. And oh then, yes, and they, they beat, they the beat Brooklyn. Yeah, they beat Brooklyn by one point. Yeah. 
that's it. So that was a, that was a good win. Um, and the Timberwolves, I mean, Timberwolves without Carl Anthony Towns is probably the worst team in the league. So you have to win that one. Yeah. Um, I, I still think. Look, they're two and five now. They're bringing it back. I still think they're going to be on that five hundred. I think they're going to get that seven eight seed. They should be around there. Look, I had them. I had them at six because I thought, look, you've got Bradley Beal, you got Russell Westbrook. That's got to be at least like. You know, you got to get some wins with that. You know, Russell Westbrook took this OKC Thunder. Look, I, as much as I put shit on Russell Westbrook, I don't think he's a championship point guard. Um, he raises your your floor higher than most guards in the league, um, just because of his ability to control the tempo, find open shots for his players, and just sort of dominate statistically. But um, I think it's finally catching up to him. I don't know. I just I'm I'm more down on Russell Westbrook than I've ever been, and I've been down on Russell Westbrook for a, a large portion of his career. So uh, that's saying something. Um, I think Bradley Beal needs the ball in his hands more. Um, but I just don't think Westbrook's going to do that. It's looking like a bad trade at the end of the day, anyway, for for them because I mean, John Wall's up twenty points, eleven assists. And he always down. does that. He always does that, though. Like, that's Russell Westbrook. Sure, he'll put up stats. But, you know, like, if you look over at Houston, John Wall was playing really, really well. Um, that's true. So, so I, think, I think that they did lose that trade, um, you know, before you even throw in the fact that they, they gave them a first-round pick as well. So, um, is pretty ugly. Here's a stat for you. Russell Westbrook, even with the 20 points, he's um, shooting 38.6% from the field. On twenty field goal attempts, it's disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> and his free throw percentage, his free throw percentage is not good either, and his turnovers are not good either. So, yeah. um, inefficient, inefficient basketball to say the least. Which is, I guess, always been Russell Westbrook. He's shooting more threes now. For some reason, last year in the Houston Rockets, he wasn't shooting threes, and I liked him not doing that. But now he's just going back to just bombing them away. Yeah, I think he was one habits. for seven. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, he was one for seven on that game against the Brooklyn Nets. So. That's uh, not really won. what you want. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did win. <laughs> yeah, Thomas Bryant's been really good for their team. I'm really, really like what I'm seeing from Tom Bryant. Um, yeah, I, I am too. Um, offensive center, I think it'll work well with yeah. Westbrook too. Just me know, too. Being aggressive and, and those classic kind of you know um, touch passes, pick and rolls, pick and pops. Them. Yeah, mm. yeah. All right, give us one more um, early takeaway, Cal. All right, here we go. I'm going to say that um, Harden is going to remain in the Houston Rockets. And him with really? Christian Wood, a healthy John Wall, will be legitimate title contenders. Wow. Legit, okay, legit look. Contenders, I, dude. Wow, I like it. I've actually got a Houston Rocket, Houston Rocket takeaway as well, uh, which I'll say in a second. But I like it, man. Do you, you think he's staying? You think he's, he's liking what he's seeing? Look, Christian Wood's killing it. He's looking so good. You got, like, Boogie in the background, just bumping bodies, making some noise. Um, I think it's good for him. I think he, he maybe invest a bit more into the season. Um, John Wall is looking really good, by the way. Like, he is looking as yeah. quick as he was before. And if, if I'm James Eric. Harden and I'm seeing that, you just play with Russell Westbrook. You're playing with a similar guard who's just like, his IQ has always been really intelligent. There, there, there was periods where I saw John Wall um, with um, Washington Wizards. And I thought, you know, outside of LeBron with the Cavs, I thought he was, you know, probably the second best player in the East. Yeah. Uh, he, was a, he was a killer. He's really smart can pass the ball um, has some weaknesses with shooting but his shot is looking a bit better now because he's obviously put a bit of work in it during the Achilles um, injuries so yeah I'm, I'm sold I reckon this Houston Rock if it all clicks and works um, which I think it totally has the potential to do these guys could definitely make some noise they could they, they could do it yeah they, they could um, I'm still 
Look, the other thing that helps, I think helps your argument here is I don't think there's much, like as much trade value out there currently for Harden as the Houston Rockets want or are expected. Um, like, I don't think Ben Simmons is on the table from Philadelphia. Um, like, I don't really know. Like, I know as a Celtics fan, I don't want us to trade Jalen Brown for James Harden, which I know has been a rumor. Um, you know, I, I don't know what other sort of young star you're going to get for James Harden just because of his style. is so specific and the team needs to be built around him so, um, so much that I don't think teams are going to sort of Uproot and, and change their complete structure to, to suit this new player that's coming in midway through a season. So, I think that also helps the argument. The fact that he's just going to stay there. He's got another, he's got two more, two years, but this year and next season. So, I think there's a de- definite possibility that he he will be on the Houston Rockets at the end of the season, and he better just get used to the fact. So, um, hopefully, he's playing a lot of basketball and not sitting games like uh, Anthony Davis a few years ago. <laughs> I hope not. Um, my uh, my next takeaway is is also Houston related. I'm glad you brought this man up before, but Christian Wood is a top five center in the NBA. Top five center. Top five center. Can <laughs> I'm you, saying can you it. Count down the other four for me. <laughs> All right, there's a clear top three. There's a clear top yeah. three. There's Jokic. Yeah. There's Bam. Colin and then Cam. there's Embiid. Embiid. Okay. Yeah, that'd be a top three. What the, about Carlton Towns? That'd be the next three. I think there's a, there's an argument. You could say there's Rudy Gobert, there's Carlton Towns, and then there's Christian Wood. I, I don't think that like <laughs> I don't know who's up like, there, <laughs> mate. <laughs> uh, look, like you could you could give me you know Vucevic, Nurkic, DeAndre Ayton. Like uh, these are other names that I considered for this for this argument. I'm calling Anthony Davis a power forward. So don't give me Anthony Davis. Um, but yeah, look. He, he can shoot the three. He is catching these lobs so effectively and bringing so much energy, running the floor, um, providing excellent vertical spacing. His defense is solid. Um, look, he's not the strongest guy in the world, but he's he works hard. Like, this guy is really fun to watch, and, and the energy is just out of this world. Um, he reminds me of, like, a combination of, like, a Montrez Harrell and, like, a like a Clint Capella, but also has a three point shot. Like it's, it's, um, it's a really good skill set to have as a big man. So man, I'm, I'm all aboard the, the, the Christian Wood hype train. Yeah. I, I like it. I'm, I'm on board as well. I'm, I'm not going to say he's top five. I'm not going to get that far. But oh, he's close, from, from man. Seen, he's been killing it. He's even got a nice mid range game too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can shoot. Post and he'll just go for a jab and then bang. And he's yep. a really good field goal super effective he'll be great with James Harden I think they'll complement each other perfectly and it'll be good for the Houston Rockets because um, they used that kind of small ball he probably is more of a four um, he could be a player four on, on some teams but look you can play him at the small ball center uh, I like him I'm, I'm on board him John Wall um, James Harden that's a scary scary big three let, let me let me just read out a stat line 23 and a half points 10 rebounds 2 blocks shooting 55% uh, field goal percentage um, he's shooting he's hitting a th- over a three a game like not many centers are doing that I'm pretty sure out of all the centers in the league he may be the second highest in points per game behind Jokic uh, I'm not sure what Embiid yeah he's he's outscoring Embiid by 0.4 points per game so man he's he's putting it up he's putting it up um, yeah, look, look he's probably not He's, he's close. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm being ambitious with that top five, but he's, he's not too far. Like, he's at least six, the seventh best. 
Um, there's not that many like dominant centers in the league anymore. Fair to say, um, so it's not the highest bar to sort of clear, but um, he's he's looking really good. And on that salary that the Houston Rockets paid him, compared to someone like Rudy Gobert, that's a huge win. Um, so great, great getting free agency. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I'll, I'll slide in with one more last uh, hot take. All right, hit me. I've got um, the Phoenix Suns will be a top four seed and make it to the second round this year. Love it. Yeah. Second round. Uh, I'm I'm in with you with the second round. I think they're a second round playoff team. They look good, man. And that Devin Booker hasn't even played well yet. Like, I mean, he's yeah. played all right, but he hasn't played as good as we know he can. Um, so I, I, I like it. They're winning with uh, defense. Chris Paul is doing there. DeAndre Hayden's looking big. Um, Mikael Bridges is looking like the defensive specialist we thought he could be. Um, it's a yep. scary team. Um, right now, they are second in the East, five and two. Yeah. Tied. Um, oh, no, the Lakers had the one win on them. So, look, second in, oh, sorry, yep. in the West. Uh, my apologies. Second in the West. Yeah. Um, I think they could easily finish top four. Uh, I reckon you can lock that in. Well, I had them, I had them at six in my preseason pre- uh, predictions. So, I, I can see them jumping up a couple spots. The, that four down through eight is, is pretty fluid. So, I could definitely see it happening. All right. Let, and that would be big because that means then if they get to that four or five, then it's feasible that they would move on to the next round um, all right let's move on and turn our attention to uh nba fantasy uh also before i want to we jump onto this i do want to let the listeners and viewers know that um i have just set up a twitter account so if you are keen on more regular updates or getting my uh, takes on uh, fantasy, NBA, or, or me just talking shit, uh, follow us along on Ball Boys NBA at Twitter, um, and you'll be able to get our immediate reactions when Peyton Pritchard goes off for 23 points again. Um, but let's, let's, let's talk fantasy. Uh, we're just going to touch on some late round winners and losers, some, some players that were taken at the end of drafts that have paid off so far um, that you should not be looking to trade or um, drop, obviously, uh, but it looked like they're in the clear. So give me just a couple real quick here, Cal. Um, so, so one kind of late rounder, um, he, oh, he's probably more mid to late um, round, uh, but Jeremy Grant, yep. everyone was a bit yeah. skeptic around him. He like you know, ditched this a great winning team in the Denver Nuggets not yep. to go to a team where he had a bigger role um, there were some question marks if he could do it but he is performing and if you pick he up he is fantasy, crushing it he is killing it I've got him ranked as 26th um, which really is your second third round kind of pick right now which is yeah. incredible especially if you got him say um, you know the ten, you know, round 10 which I feel like where he was projected um, he's put on yep. 23 points 5.4 rebounds no assists um, he does want to pass ball. He's getting a bucket. And, uh, no, there's not a pass too. That's it. One steal and 1.3 blocks. Like, he's full of yeah. everything but assists. So if you're punting assists, this man is an incredible um, fit for you as well. Yeah. Um, pretty, yeah. His field goal isn't amazing, but his three throws are solid. Um, and he's shooting four three throws a game but on, on about 87%. So there's a, there's a Look, lot of boost in a lot of categories there. So Jeremy Grant, whoever drafted Jeremy yeah. Grant in your leagues, congrats. Uh, he is looking like he should be a steady hand. Um, I Take think, your victory lap. That's it. Take your victory lap. It, it may <laughs> drop off if some defense is home in on him. But yeah. uh, I, I think he's a good player. I, I think he could definitely put up, may come down a little bit, but I think he's going to be a great win. Look, I... We had him in our sleepers. We had him in our um, free agency winners. So we were all across Jeremy Grant. But even you and me, I, I did not predict him to be this good, like not even close. Um, I didn't think that he had the scoring in him like he has shown so far, which still makes me think that he probably won't be this good. 
uh, moving forward. I don't think he's going to average 23 points a game. I uh, probably think he may come under that 20-point mark by the end of the season. But, you know, with every passing game, I'm getting less and less confident with that. But uh, he's, he's killing it. Like, And I think he can keep up, you know, the rebounds are going to be there. Steals and blocks are definitely going to be there. He's shown that in the past. It's just that scoring that seems a little bit high. But in saying that, he is only shooting 44%. So, like, it's not like he's just absolutely going out there and killing it. He's just getting a lot of shots. And, and they're just giving him the ball, and he's just driving to the rim every single time. Um, and, you know, chances are Derek Rose may not be on this team at the end of the season. Blake Griffin may not be on this team. So I don't think they're going to be bringing in any other All-Stars. So <laughs> I think his shots will be there. Yeah, um, so definitely a winner. Um, I've got another winner here. I'm going to shout out Rashawn Holmes as a sort of mid, uh, late mid-round, sort of early late-round uh, winner. It looks like he's won the starting job convincingly over Hassan Whiteside. I, I know there was sort of like arming and arming how how they were going to split those minutes in the in the preseason, but it looks like he's running away with the job and and he's ranked sort of fairly highly as a result. And I don't really see that changing um, in a punt turnover build. He's the 58th ranked player, and look, his numbers are pretty similar to what he put up last year. So the 12 points, eight rebounds, you know, stealing a block. He gets you a three. Oh, no. Well, he's not even shooting the threes yet, but we know he, he can hit some threes. Um, good percentages. So he's just someone I think is going to be that for the rest of the season. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I, I agree. I think he can maintain it. He'll keep it up. Uh, that's a good pick. He's not on your team, is he? Bit of bias? No, he's not. No, he's, he's not on my team. He's not on my team. <laughs> Neither of these guys so far have been on my team. Um, I was a bit scared of Hassan Whiteside. I thought the kings of all teams would be dumb enough to play him lots of minutes, but it looks like they aren't doing that. I think the last game he played eight minutes, the game before that, I think he was a DMP CD. So yeah. I think the Hassan Whiteside experience is over. Yeah, and I guess that, that's, that's what goes hand in hand. If you drafted Hassan Whiteside, that's probably one of the biggest losers so far because yeah. you invested some stock. He was... And- He's playing like, you know, 15 minutes a game or something. It's pretty... pretty yeah, happy. and it's trending down. It's trending It's trending right down at the moment. Um, I don't think he's going to... I would drop him, personally. And I think he has been dropped in our league. Um, 10s, 12s, 14 leagues. I, I wouldn't have Sam Whiteside on my team because I just don't think they're going to play him enough. Um, give me another Give me another winner. All right, another winner. He's more of a... Well, he's, he's kind of the late to mid-round. Um, mid-late, however you want to phrase it. But yeah. I mentioned him before. Colin Sexton. Like, yeah. 25 points a game. Um, I understand his rebounds and assists aren't crazy, uh, just two and three, but he's also getting um, the 1.4 steals a game, and his three his field goal is through the roof at 55% uh, on a high percentage on 18 um, field goal attempts a game. Three throws as well, about yeah. five three throws a game on 82% um, three throws. So there's a lot of categories. There's about four categories, but it's just so elite in points. Um, so elite in field goal um, that this yeah, field goal is crazy. He's falling out. So I feel like it was being drafted around the 70s region. Um, right now on he's, my um, rank, he's about 39. Um, yeah, so he's top 40. Doubled his value. Yeah, that, that, that's a great point. I'll, I'll, throw, I'll give a shout out to his teammate Darius Garland as well, who's also been a, a big late round steal. Um, it never was really on my radar. I just didn't really like him. So um, he's also a sort of top 50 player at this stage um, through this season. So big winners for the Sex Cleveland backcourt. real, man. Sexland. Uh, I'll, show, I'll shout out one more late round uh, winner so far. And that is uh, Mason Plumley. I know, I know you were high team. on him. 
That's it. He's on Great your team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's doing well, man. And he's like, he's a boring, boring player, but he just puts up stats. Like he's a top 75 player, was ranked outside the top 200 on Yahoo preseason. But look, you know, eight rebounds, like, sorry, 10 rebounds, eight points, uh, four assists, you know, a steal and a half a game, great field goal percentage. And if you're punting free throw percentage, which, you know, you would probably be doing if he's on your team, um, his value is even higher than that. So he is an excellent late round pick, um, someone who gets missed over because he doesn't score much, but putting up lots of other stats. Yeah, look, I I love having him on my team. Um, It's great. Like, even the three throws don't hurt me too much. It's only two and a half. Game. Yeah, it's not that many so, attempts. Yeah, and he's only shooting seventy percent, so that's not atrocious. He'll have the old game, yes, where he might go, you know, four of eight or something, and then that will hurt me um, for the week in my week in the weekly league that we do play. But uh, overall, um, his points can be a bit annoying sometimes. But usually, I look, I open up my app, and he's put up like you know the ten and ten, gets a good four yeah. assists, and um, it gets a reasonable steal kind of can as well. So I'm, I'm very happy where I drafted him. Only in 28 minutes per game, so that could even go up, you know? Yep. Like, the, you, you don't know. Like, And look, he's rostered in 65% of Yahoo leagues. What are you doing, guys, out there? There's 35% of you that don't have Mason Plumley on your team. Go pick him up. If he is on your wire in a category league, make sure he is not anymore after you listen to this podcast. You need to pick him up. Um, I know he doesn't score points, but he definitely deserves a spot in every single roster. Um, let's move on to our losers on a sour note. Um, I'm going to start us off here with a player that I have believed in for multiple seasons now, but I've officially just given up, and it is Delon Wright. I thought this was going to be the year again, like I did last year. I, I drafted him in, in my dynasty team late, fair enough, so it's not the big deal, but he, um, he just doesn't look like he is good. I, I just don't think he's a good player. I don't think... Um, the coaches want to play him. Last game, he didn't get, he didn't play the first half at all. Ended up only playing ten minutes in the second half when Killian Hayes went out, and he just doesn't he just doesn't do it. He doesn't put up the stats anymore. So I am out on Dylan Wright. He was not the player who I thought he was going to be. Well, I would just say I was never in on Dylan Wright. I never dropped it. Fair enough. <laughs> there were some games where he went for twenty, and I still have my question marks. Like, uh, can this guy really play? Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's taking a step off. Uh, maybe through the season, he might get hot and have a good few games. So if you pick him up for one of his hot weeks, you, you might get something out of him. But I think overall, he's not really worth having on your team currently. Yeah, I think I think they're going to move away from him. They'll start playing people like Sadiq Bey. They'll start playing the Svi Mikhailuks of the team. And um, Killian Hayes is going to get more and more minutes as the season goes along. So I just don't really see the value in, in Dillon Wright. I thought he was going to be the starting shooting guard. That's not the way they're going. So I would just move on if he's on your team. He can easily be dropped. Um, who's another loser for you, Cal? Um, well, the first kind of buy low, um, if you have the opportunity, slash loser, uh, but try and buy low potentially is um, yep. the best closer in the league in Jimmy Butler. Oh. He's not been playing well, man. Uh, l- l- let's be honest. He's ranked about 73rd. Um, his minutes per game, yes, have been low at 26 minutes a game. He's had, his, uh, I think, an ankle injury. He's a bit of injured, but he's put up 10 points, three rebounds, five assists. Um, his steals have been good, but um, we, we know that Jimmy's better than this. Um, if there's a league out there where someone's like, oh, my team sucks, uh, because they probably drafted Jimmy in the second, third round. If you can pick him up with like a pretty reasonable trade, go, I reckon just go for it. He, he'll bring it back. Um, he's coming off an injury. Um, 
there is a world I can imagine if you put a, a you know reasonable trade out there that you could pick him up and make some value later on. Yeah, look, he, yeah, he's he's not really he's not really trying. I mean, I haven't watched too many Miami Heat games, but he doesn't look. He looks like he's kind of coasting along. Hey, he's just yeah. kind of cruising, which which we did see a little bit in the playoffs. But then he would sort of step in in that fourth quarter. But when it comes to fantasy. It's too little, too late, man. Like that's you, you can't be doing that. Like he's sort of just cruising, and I don't think I, I. I always was never really keen on him in the second round. For me, he was like a late second, early third to me, just because he doesn't have those. He doesn't put up the threes. You know, his blocks are so so. He's he's a little bit older, um, but he definitely will be better than this. Guarantee it. So I definitely do think it's a good buy low uh, for sure. Uh, but make sure you do buy low. Like don't don't throw out. Like don't trade a buddy. I don't know who I'm going to say here, like a Michael Porter Jr. Because there's a world that Michael Porter Jr. could be better than Jimmy Butler. That like it's it may or may not happen, but there's a world where it happens. Buy real low, but send. I don't know who's someone I can think of. I don't know. Send someone who's like ranked 50th or that sort of or, or that sort yeah. of level or Around 50 or 60. Because yeah, you could bring it back and it could get to that um you know 20s to 30 range. Yeah, where, where yeah. it's been so accustomed um, previously. Um, he's yep. always good in three throw. He, he's one of those players where you probably want to be punting threes to happen. So if you're punting threes yep. and you didn't pick him up in the draft, it's always worth chasing. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, uh, it, so I reckon you're right. So we're in the 50s range. So if, if you kind of hit like one of the later round picks, so there's a bit of a home run that's got a bit of value right now. Um, it's yep. definitely have a bit of a fly. Send some trades through, see if, see if someone can budge. So, um, something that I like to do, and I know you can attest to this, Cal, because I probably sent you many of these offers, and I'm sure my league mates are, are sick of them. Is um, I like to send um, the, the two for one trades uh, are my favorites. You know, two two players who you drafted later, they're they're, they're playing really hot. You know, let's say like an Alec Burks and an Otto Porter Jr. You know, oh look, they're both playing really really well. Um, you get two players. Jimmy Butler sucks. He's he's washed up, and. <laughs> And that trade comes through, and then you know you get to pick up someone off the waiver wire who might be a hot free agent or something like that. Plus, you get the better player, um, and you get the value there. So, um, try try a couple of those trades. Is a little hot tip for, from me, and it has worked for me in the past. Although I think the league is catching on and <laughs> no longer accepting those trades. <laughs> if I see a two and one trade coming from you, I, I instantly press decline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight away. You, you know what I'm up to. Uh, all right. Well, okay. If we're if we're going on to our buy low um, segment, I'm going to start off with my first buy low, and that is someone who, again, who I own in Dynasty, and it's been very painful to watch. But it's Yusuf Nurkic. Um, he has looked shit. He looks really, really bad um, the start of the season. I've been watching a lot of Blazers games because I have been just trying to figure out what the fuck's been going on with him. Um, I was really high on Nurkic coming into the season. I thought he had potential to be like a second round kind of big man. Obviously in the in the bubble he killed it. He was like a first round player in the bubble. Granted it was 8 games, but he's done this before. He's he's played really well and been like a top 20, top 30 sort of guy, but he um he looks really really unfit and really sluggish uh, at the moment. So uh, which is disappointing. Um, but I do believe I watched today's Blazers game. He looked better. He looked more aggressive. He's getting the third. He got the third most amount of shots on the team today. So it's a little glimpse to me that he is going to turn it around. He is still getting uh, some good assists when he gets the minutes. He's had a few games where he's had foul trouble, so playing low minutes. 
Um, so um, I know, speaking from experience, that the Nurkic owners are frustrated and worried. Um, so you could definitely buy low on Yusuf Nurkic right now. Yeah, what what would you be willing to... Right now, 195 is what Yahoo has. Yeah, it's well, that's really low. Well down. Um, nine points per game, eight rebounds. The, the assists are there. Um, he'll always put up the assists playing with CJ and Dame because they have that kind of chemistry. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, not looking good so far. In, in the bubble, he came out so hot, and that's why everyone was so hot on um, on Jokic yeah. because he was averaging like 25-10 with like three blocks, which is absurd. He's coming out yeah. of earth a bit, um, but I think he can bring it back. He may, at this point, though, not be worth that uh, preseason rank of around the mid-30s. Um, I, look, I didn't pick him up, so I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I was going to pick him up if he fell to me in the in the third round and out draft, but I'm, thankfully someone took him before me, who I was I was bummed at the time. But um, look, there's a few things that I that that there's there's hope. You know, his his blocks are down. You know, he had averaged close to two blocks in the past. Steals are down, and also his uh, percentages are down. You know, he's been an eighty percent field. Uh, free throw percentage or a high 70s free throw percentage uh, shooter in the past Um, so I have to think that that has to increase at some point when he gets his fitness back and his field goal percentage is well down as well so these are all things and when those things correct themselves they um, will have a big impact on his ranking ranking is always weird at this time of year anyway so just because it has the 195 next to his name does not really mean that that's where his value is so definitely do not drop him um but if you're a non-owner, you can look to buy low. What what would you be willing to trade for Nurkic, Cal? Um, that's a good question. Um, right now, I'd probably be looking to that same kind of fifth round kind of value. Um, so maybe someone ranked around the 50 to 60 mark on, on your board. Um, if you could tempt someone saying that, you know, maybe there's a bit of, bit of ceiling for whoever you're trading for him. So, yeah. Um, so you wouldn't do, you wouldn't do like a DeMontis Sabonis or a... Or a Nikola Vucevic or something like that. Just picking up specifically about my team because um, <laughs> those two players are drafted on my team. Um, yeah, yeah, they definitely would be off the board. Um, yeah, I think okay. They're performing so well right now, and the ceiling for pretty much Nurkic's ceiling right now would equate to what they're really putting up um, currently. Yeah. So it wouldn't be worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, uh, look, if I'm a Nurkic owner, I'm getting those offers. I would take it. Um, so. Yeah, I think I think you got to look you got to look a lot lower than that. Um, you know, maybe try a combination. I'm I'm just going off your team again. Try a combination of Al Horford and Mason Plumley. Who knows? You could you could get a worried worried owner sort of frustrated and, and get a, a good team. He he could still by the back end of the season when he's fitter playing over 30 minutes a game, he could be putting up top 40 numbers, you know. He's 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 still a good player. I still think he's one of the best players on this team. Um, so I do have I do have faith. So hold Hold strong there. Um, who's another buy low, Cal? Um, another kind of buy low is because um, he's just kind of gotten injured again. Um, I've always had a bit of faith in him, but Larry Markinen. Yeah. His fantasy hasn't uh. been terrible, um, but I've always kind of feel like he's got had that top fifty um, potential. Yep. But right now he's he's ranked about you know, about eighty seven, um, but he hasn't played many games. He's had the four games injured for three games. It's just the classic Lowry story again, where he's, he's got he's it, injured, so injury prone. Maybe based on that fact, um, you could buy low on him. Well, he's he's actually been out with um, the COVID protocol recently. There's there's a lot of Bulls players who are out with the COVID protocol. He, well, he initially had an injury because I, I know this. He's in my dynasty team. Um, he 
I think he did an ankle, rolled an ankle or something minor, was out for a game or two. And then uh, I think it was Sadoransky or someone on that team uh, contracted coronavirus and the tracing has ruled him out for another week on top of his injury. So a lot of frustration there for the owners um, of Larry Markkinen. I think he's going to be really good though. I think when when they're back, I think he's going to be a really good player. I think someone like Wendell Carter Jr. is down a little bit. Um, he's playing less minutes, so I think you could see him playing more at center um, than he did last year. And I think we all know that the coach last year didn't use him very well. So you just have to go back one season prior to that, and he was putting up pretty big numbers, um, especially in, in scoring and threes with a little bit of rebounding. So I think it's a good buy low. He'll, he'll be better than this uh, moving forward. Yeah, cool. Do you want to move on to some sell highs? Do you have any sell highs on your list? Uh, let me give you. Let me give you one more buy low. Oh, yeah, I just because yeah, one more because I know a lot of people would be panicking about this guy. But Pascal Siakam is my my last sort of buy low. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, so on your um, team, of course. Yeah, he is on my He's team. But good, I. Man. But look, on my team, I'm not caring at all. I'm punting field goal percentage. <laughs> he is still putting up numbers if you take away the field goal percentage. field goal and I am confident that he will not shoot that for the entire year so when that field goal percentage goes up his points will go up and he's still averaging 17.5 7 rebounds you know uh, 3.5 assists so still decent numbers he's still getting his shots Um, he hasn't completely forgotten how to play basketball his free throw percentage is fine he's still shooting threes um, nearly a steal nearly half a block so I think, look, he's ranked 104th right now, but if you take that field goal percentage away, he is actually still a top 50 player. So, And when that field goal percentage comes up, the points come up, the threes come up as well with it. Uh, so I think he is a stock standard buy low um, candidate there, especially if you don't care about field goal percentage. If you don't care about field goal percentage, um, you could probably raise that offer up a little bit more. Yeah, that's a good All right, let's. I'm, I'm completely on board. He's still good. He's not that bad. <laughs> Uh, let's go sell high. Uh, hit me with some sell high ones, Cal. All right, I'll start us off with a sell high. I've got um, Keldon Johnson. Have you picked him up on your way? Oh. Um, this kid is balling. He's been playing yep. for the Spurs. Um, Great pickup. He's been, right now he's on my board for, um, what is he, 47 on the, on the Yahoo rank? On Yahoo, yeah, That's, yeah. I'll try to find him uh, on a punt turnover build. Uh, but you, you keep going. Yeah, look, 15 points a game, eight rebounds, um, which is pretty good. And then he's got that 1.3 steals, 0.7 blocks, which is always useful. Um, pr- pretty good, um, efficient um, field goal, three throw percentage. So it doesn't really hurt you anywhere. Even his assists, he's giving you like kind of three assists. So he's just one of those guys who just fill it all up. Um, nothing really negative, can fit any build. Um, the, the only, he's been put up 30 minutes a game as well um, you've even yeah. heard some of the things that like Popovich has been saying he's got a lot of confidence in this guy um, there has been the injuries with the Spurs so maybe his minutes will come down um, yeah. in moving forward um, but <clears throat> and that's the reason to sell high so right now yeah, he's ranked at 47 exactly. especially if you're on Yahoo um, maybe you could turn him into something um, his minutes come down moving forward and, and you could get a bit of a win if you, yeah, if you can get a top 60 or even a top uh, 70 if it fits your build a bit better, I would take that. Um, I still think he's a great pickup and by no means, uh, you know, definitely if you can't get that, just keep on your roster. He's doing really well. Um, look, Derek White has had a 
frustrating injuries with his toe. He's broken his toe twice. Um, so, But he's eventually going to come back into this team. LaMarcus Aldridge has just come back into the team after being injured uh, with a sore knee for several games. So those shots are going to go down, I think, as, as some of those players come back into the side, which, like you said, is the reason that you'd, you'd sell high. Um, the steals, you know, at this time of year, it's hard to predict if they're going to stay there. You know, sometimes, you know, with only a few games, sample size, if you have a couple of games with three steals and it, it, it can sway those sort of statistics. So um, I think the rebounds are real. I think the threes are real. Um, but yeah, some of those low variance statistics, steals and blocks may not be able to be sustained. So definitely, if you can get a top 60, trade it. Um, I'm going to give you a, a real sell high kill uh, here, Cal. Um, CJ McCullum. <laughs> That's what do you think about CJ? Well, right now he's, he's um, <laughs> right now he's the eighth ranked player. So uh, um, in a punt turnover build, so if you can get anything close to a top twenty player for CJ McCollum right now, I would do that in a heartbeat because I don't think he's going to be shoot, shooting this well. It it does look like he's made a conceded effort to shoot more threes, which uh, is a good thing. He's always sort of been that mid range sort of type player. But um, yeah, would would you be happy to sell high on CJ at this point? Um, oh, you can get him up for like a player in the 20s to the 30 range. I reckon that's a win. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, look, he started hot. This happens with shooters sometimes. His field goal still is only 46%, which I guess is kind of like what he's been accustomed to previously. Yeah. Um, it's really is he's just taken a lot of threes now. So he's averaged about five threes a game, which is like Steph Curry level, which is huge. Um, yeah. So, yeah, pretty surprising. Uh, I guess the trade, what we mentioned before, of a buy low, um, would you be willing, say you had Jimmy Butler on your team, would, would you be willing to make the trade between CJ and Jimmy? I think at this stage, if you're the person with CJ McCollum, you could even ask for more than Jimmy Butler, I think, at this stage. I personally think that Jimmy Butler will be better than CJ at the end of the year. I think that he will be higher ranked. Um, but I think you could even, at, at this stage, I would be if I'm the CJ McCollum, I'd be asking for Jimmy Butler and then some. Uh, personally um, you know you could use the argument that he's taking more threes he's facilitating more but I'll just point you to those steals Cal there's 1.9 steals per game is not going to be sustainable for CJ McCollum he's never never ever been a guy that's done that before um, and that increases his value a lot and I don't think he's going to be able to keep up five over five assists per game so um, and 4.9 threes that's a lot I mean it looks it does look like watching him play he looks like he's made an effort to shoot more threes so maybe he does increase that but I don't think 4.9 is really where we're going to be settling on at the end of the year like that's a that's a lot of threes yeah surely that's going to come down I think the steals is a good point because I've had CJ before um, on, a, on a good championship team where I was punting assists and he's one of my point guards he sneaky flex there yeah it's a little sneaky flex <laughs> <laughs> he was one of those guys who really struggled to just kind of get the one steal a game kind of thing so 1.9 yep. steals is a definitely, I think, a bit out of reach for him. He's never been that kind of guy. It's boosting him up to this, you know, top 10 ranked player. Um, I think it could be a good season for him, but yeah, definitely. I think you're right. It's a good um, sell high candidate. All right, hit, hit me with another sell high. We'll do one more each. All right, well, it's got to be Michael Porter Jr., who is also apparently a, a top 10 player right now. Oh, man. I mean, killing it. He is killing it. I'll, I'll give him that, but surely he's going to come back down to earth. Um, in terms of fantasy, right now on um, on my basketball monster, he's ranked seven um, with no punt strategies at all. Just plain, yeah. here's the stats, putting up about 20 points a game, 
um, three threes, you know, the seven rebounds. Um, can't pass the ball because obviously when, when when he gets it, he's shooting it. Um, so yeah, he's shooting it. He's shooting that thing. That's it. He's great in the punt assist um, kind of build. One steal, 1.5 blocks, which is really what is boosting him. And, and that's what kind of surprised me a bit too, just the counting stats on the defensive end. And then the field goal is just through the roof. I mean, 13 field goal attempts while shooting about 57% field goal is, you know, kind of like Nikola Jokic first round value um, in, in that category. So um, kudos to whoever picked him up. Um, there was obviously a lot of hype around him um, to before the season started, but he's performing. Yep. Um, he is injured. I think that w- that's probably the one negative on him. I think he's always yeah. going to have a bit of an, an injury risk. Just because so of he's, he's again, he's not he's not injured at the moment. He is um, it, it, he's on under COVID protocol, so he's been out well, um, basically. It is good news. He's not injured, um, and it was really poor timing because he just put up a thirty point game with Jamal Murray out, played really really well, and then bang, <laughs> COVID protocols. And it looks like whenever someone gets those sort of protocols, it's it's a whole week off basically, um, is what we heard from the Durant news. It looks like seven days. So um, that is, and and as you mentioned before, um, if you're lucky enough to draft him, like I did. You, you, you would be looking to sell high. It, it, it will be tough to do with that injury thing next to him um, just because people go, ah, oh, he's not playing and, and things like that. He, he looks like he'll be back late this week, I'm hoping. Um, so maybe if he gets another couple games, then you would look to sell high after that because... And if you can get a top 20 player back, I, I would definitely do that. Although he, I do think he does have a top 30 ceiling. He, he is someone who I picked him at that point for a reason he does have genuine upside but i would take top 20 and and run with it to, to secure that if i offered um, you someone this, like a sabonis busevich or a deandre ayton um, would you take the chance at any of those um yeah look oh i would take ayton i would take sabonis busevich technically the best out of all of them fantasy-wise. <laughs> I, I know, I know. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm thinking of my build. It always comes back to your build. Yeah. Um, look, maybe, maybe. Depending on, yeah, depending on what, what my build is, I, I would probably say yes to all of those in, in one circumstance or another. Um, but I think he's going to have a really big year. Like, he's, his efficient, like, uh, percentages is going to be elite. He's not going to turn the ball over. So that's why, another reason why he's ranked so high in a, in a turnover so nine category league, he's only averaging half a turnover a game in a yeah, punt turnover build. Huge, by the way, half a turnover yeah. a game while playing yeah. 29 minutes. That is, um, yeah, that's actually really, that's really impressive. So that actually would be boosting up his value a fair bit too. Uh, insanely efficient player. So if you punt that turnover, he actually falls down to the 15th ranked player at the moment, which is still really good, uh, but just a little bit of a different story than than number seven. Um, I'll throw one more sell high out there and. Look, I could take the low-hanging fruit and, and say Miles Turner or, or Jalen Brown, or Tobias Harris, players who are all um, well above what we expected them to do. But I'll throw someone who's a little bit lower ranked down there. Um, Terry Rozier is going to be my, my sell-high player. Lamella Ball is going to be taking over that team any minute now. He is he's going to be starting. Look, it's probably going to be for Graham. I think I think Graham might move to the bench. Rosier is probably a better fit next to him, but we've seen a couple games from Rosier where he has just gone off and hit 10 threes, eight threes. He scored over 40 points on his first game. 42 points in that opener. Yeah. 
you've you've already seen the best of Terry Rozier this season. You, you've got his best stats for the season, and I think if you can sell Terry Rozier for someone um, close to his value, you'd be doing uh, very well because I think Lamella Ball is only going to hurt his value the more he plays alongside him the more he gets the ball in his hands and he's creating the assists and um, taking shots and and the offense flows through him more so I would be selling high on Terry here if I could yeah that's a good pick um yeah there's just that kind of question marks behind the the backcourt Lamelo Ball if he does get the start you know is it going to be Rozier is it going to be Gran um, I think it's only inevitable that they do end up going with the youth movement when they've decided oh our team does suck Let's us um, give Lamella the starting job. So yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you're totally right. This is as good as the stats really will be um, yep. for the season. So it's a good time to sell. I guarantee he's not going to average over 21 points a game, shooting 48 percent and hitting three and a half threes a game. So I don't think you you, you can count on that from from Scary Terry. All right, uh, let's move on to just the last sort of segment on today. Just give me one player that you are genuinely concerned about who may seem like a buy low, but in actual fact, you just want to stay well away from. Some red flags, perhaps. Um, here's a red flag. I stayed well away from in the draft just because um, it's a player from the Atlanta Hawks who is just, it's a, such a deep team. But um, Danilo yep. Gallinari, he is yep. not playing well right now. He is injured. He's had injury concerns in the history. Um, I don't know, yep. maybe you'll correct me and say it's COVID again. It could be. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I think he actually is injured this time. Okay, he actually is injured. There you go. Um, yep. 196 is what his current rank is on Yahoo. Um, in the preseason, yep. he was in the 80 range. Um, I think it was drafted around that in our draft as well. Um, yep. Usually he was good in points and three throws, but now that he's playing on that deep roster, he's only put up 13 minutes a game, which is um, yeah, very, very bad. Um, once again, it's Look, such he, a deep roster. Maybe he does get a bit more minutes in the future if there are some more injuries, but right now he's looking like a definite bust. Yeah, I, look, in the first game, he played 24 minutes and then got injured. Uh, I think it was at the very, the very end of the game, so I don't think he would have played much more than that. Then he came back, played three minutes, got injured. So the 13 minutes, it's it's not... He's going to play more than that, but in saying that, he's a backup. He's a clear backup. He's not going to be the Danilo Gallinari we've seen in the past, putting up 20 points a game, getting all those juicy free throws, um, shooting at 90%. Um, He's just, and yeah, he's not going to get any steals or blocks or assists. He's not going to get any rebounds. Like, he's literally just going to be, when he comes back, potentially at best case scenario, like a three point streamer. And there's a million of those on the way. You could have picked up Paddy Mills the other day and got eight threes. Um, so you could just definitely move on from him. I would not be buying low. If he's on your wire, I wouldn't even pick him up if he, while he's still injured. Just wait, see how he comes back, and, and go from there. I wouldn't lose sleep over. Gallinari on the on the waiver wire, so uh, he was on my list too. So good good pick. Uh, I'm going to throw another one out there. Lamarcus Aldridge is my red flag player, and I hate to say this because he is on my dynasty team. I got him very late, um, but he is 35 years old, turning turning 36. I think at some point next year or this year. Sorry, um, he's missed a few games with knee soreness. Whilst that's not like a proper injury, it is concerning. <laughs> it is. It is um, it's never good no, to see. No. He, he played today, so there's a good sign. So my, what, what my strategy would be, and this is going to be my strategy, I uh, hope I don't, hope people in my dynasty league don't listen to this, but, but um, 
get a few games under his belt. Hopefully he starts to look a bit better. As soon as you can, see if you can trade him for someone who is not looking like they can't run anymore or play <laughs> play NBA speed. So um, I, I don't know. I think I think his days of being the focal point on offense or being a consistent fantasy player are coming quickly to an end. Um, yeah, I just think he's he's getting to the point where he's he's just going to be aging out of the NBA. Uh, what do you think about uh, LaMarcus Aldridge? Yeah, I think you're right. I think any kind of up-tempo, fast-paced team, which is a lot of the teams out there these days, yeah. um, LaMarcus isn't going to really be able to defend too well. Um, he's definitely a center now. There's no way you're going to have a lot of a, a tough time playing him at the at the four. Um, he's, he has noticeably slowed down. Um, I, I still think he'll have some bright sparks. He'll have the 20-point games because offensively, he's still got such a nice mid-range. He, he can heat up yep. from there. Um, he's so big and tall that he, it can be hard to defend. So there is always the upside on, on that side. But yeah, um, I definitely think this is probably the downfall of Lamarcus in, in 2021. I think this is his way out. Maybe even go into a bench role next season. This season, he'll probably still maintain the starter role. But yeah, I, I, I think, think he'll start. He will become that bench role probably next season. And, um, so yeah, and it, it's also it's also his last it's his contract year, so it's his last year on the Spurs. Potentially, he may even get moved to the trade deadline, um, and could even be in a bench role as early as this year on a different team. Perhaps uh, that's definitely a possibility. Uh, it may not happen. He may be a start of the the whole season. So I would just be trying to get value as soon as I can. As soon as like. Uh, by no means do you drop him. I don't think he's a droppable player. You see how it goes and, and you sort of wait it out. Um, but if he puts together a few good games, I would use that to capitalize and, and try to get as much trade value as he possibly could uh, and just sleep better at night than, than worrying about Lamarck Soldier's knees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, well that will that'll do us for today, Cal. Lovely chatting with you, mate, and always fun to talk fantasy hoops. Again, if you want to check us out on Twitter, follow us at uh, the Ball Boys NBA on Twitter. Um, subscribe to YouTube if you haven't done already, and uh, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Bye.